Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Join me, your host, Jeremiah Byron, as I uncover the stories behind the people who make the wonderfully weird and unexplained their life's work. We love chatting about cryptids and creatures that defy logic, but that won't stop us from having people show up that you might not expect. A little bit of this American life and a little bit of in search of is what you're about to experience. So sit back, put your headphones on, Put your phone in your pocket and relax with your favorite beverage as I uncover the stories behind your favorite entertainers, researchers, and people you've never heard of in this episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Today I get to interview Liz Pavlovic from Keep On Creepin' On, an amazing art presence that is focused on pretty much cryptozoology in West Virginia, but really it's so much more. And I learned a ton uh, about art, also about uh, pepperoni rolls and how, uh, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, you're probably going to want to take notes. Uh, this has been a really fun interview. Uh, Liz's work, it, the Snallagaster pin is one of my favorite things, but uh, you're going to love this. Check it out. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the honor of uh, interviewing Liz Pavlovic today. Uh, she's the creative force behind Keep On Creeping On, and her art shows the wonder of West Virginia to the rest of the world, and we're thankful for it because you make some cool stuff. So thank you so much. Um, let's Yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, well, first off, is there anything else that you would want the people to know about you to add on to that in that introduction? Um, not too much, really. I mean, I do also do like design stuff for other people and businesses, but mostly awesome. in West Virginia. So. Okay. And you are uh, based out of uh, West Virginia, correct? Yeah, I'm in Morgantown. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm curious, Liz, how did you get into uh, cryptids uh, originally? What's the thing that drew you? to that um i was into like aliens and somewhat monsters a lot growing up but cryptid specifically became more of an interest for me around like 2017 mm. uh, when i went to the mothman festival for the first time oh and, awesome yeah so after that i was just kind of like obsessed with mothman and then also learning about other west virginia cryptids that's understandable i mean there are so many cryptids in west virginia it's crazy like you guys have yeah probably i would say the most of any state i'm gonna guess yeah it's like but a hot spot <laughs> it is it's it's a total hot spot uh i'm curious to actually 
before we do this, what was your first initial thought when you saw the Mothman statue for the first time? What was, what was that moment like? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's a really cool statue. It's pretty tall. So you're just kind of like, whoa. And I think, you know, the sun was shining on it. I think my other first thought was like, he was very ripped. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait until I see uh, him in the uh, majesty in person, but uh, that day has not oh, happened, yeah, yeah. but someday that will happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does, uh, what does keep on creeping on mean? What's the story behind that name? Um, that name, I mean, it comes from the phrase keep on keeping on, obviously, okay. but, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, it's kind of a positive sentiment and I like creepy, weird stuff. So I don't know. It just kind of came to me one day. Um, I guess four or five years ago, probably. And I started using it as the name for a zine series that I was doing. Oh, nice. And then changed my Instagram handle and a couple of other things. And yeah, I just kind of stuck with it. And then it ended up kind of becoming like my brand for Etsy and stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Um, do you remember if there was, was there a moment that you realized, Hey, this is actually kind of kicking off and like, this could be a thing and maybe I'll start making enamel pins and then I'll make this and this. And it just like kind of went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. To some extent. Um, the first things I kind of did, like I did the pepperoni roll, um, enamel Mm -hmm. pin and the hot dog pin just because I kind of wanted to do West Virginia merch or something that wasn't WVU related. I mean, WVU is fine, but, (laughs) um, I mean, I just wanted like personally more West Virginia stuff that was about food and folklore and like the culture and stuff here. So I made those and I was surprised by the response to those um, being even more positive like than I expected. Mm. And so that then combined with like going to the Mothman Fest and getting into cryptids here too and realizing how many cryptids are in West Virginia and started doing that stuff. And so then I did do the Mothman pen next and Flatwoods Monster. And that was, I guess, when it started to kind of take off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like people are, there's like a whole scene of cryptid people, which I didn't really know. Totally. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's so weird. And like, if you get into TikTok, oh man, you think you know (laughs) it That's like overwhelming. (laughs) You get into TikTok and you look into like hashtag cryptid core and it will just change your life. And it's like, wow, these people really like Mothman and more power to them. Yeah, it's, the Mothman thing just, it, yeah, Mothman exploded in the past few years, I guess. Same yeah. Way. Oh, totally. I agree. I agree. Um, that leads us, it actually, before that, so I'm curious, how do you explain the phenomenon of uh, uh, pepperoni rolls to out-of-staters, like non-West Virginia people? <laughs> what What is it? Because as an Iowa person, like we have stuff out here, but like, but uh, what's the deal with the pepperoni rolls? So they are the state food here. Um, okay. They originated from Italian families and immigrants in the state and mostly like the wives and family members of coal miners who wanted them to have like a portable snack that was mostly like you could hold in one hand, you could take it mm. in the mines. <laughs> that was like a full <laughs> meal that they could have. And um, It looks like it. Yeah. And, you know, it was pretty preserved obviously didn't really need to be refrigerated so they actually passed a law here i can't remember what year but not that long ago um making it like legal to sell them because it's a meat that's not refrigerated even though it's just you know it's pepperoni so it's very preserved already but really so there's like a special law here so you know they're just on shelves 
in like every gas station. But yeah, so it's just like a it's maybe very slightly sweet but soft um, roll. And then there's slices of pepperoni inside, sometimes sticks of pepperoni. Wow. And very rarely ground pepperoni. And oh uh, there's different cheeses in them sometimes, spicy or not. That sounds incredible. Uh, yeah, sometimes some restaurants do them like loaded up with sauce and peppers and stuff. So there's a Man. pretty big variety. I'm going to have to start a pepperoni roll podcast. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> is you there should. like a, a top restaurant? I'm I'm not, by the way, but <laughs> that would be great. Someone should start that. Like Moth Boys, get on it. Um, yeah. Is, is there like a, a restaurant where like they have the best pepperoni roll that you found or? Uh, my favorite is Tomorrow's. Um, okay. It's mostly a bakery, I guess, more than like a sit down restaurant kind of place, but they just have like, you know, you can get them super fresh. Um, and those are my nice. favorite, but there are a few nice. kind of bakeries like that around the state. And then there are okay. some restaurants that kind of have more of like homemade style. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Greg from, so this is a, um, listener question. So Greg from all the weird on Instagram and, uh, order 66, which is a great Star Wars podcast. You should all check out it's from the Patreon as well. Where would your, uh, dream location be to hold an art show of your work? Oh, man. <laughs> That's mm. a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess Point Pleasant would be really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, probably somewhere in West Virginia. I mean, I haven't, you know, Charleston Knob would be neat, I guess. I haven't gotten to do a, a big show there, but I guess I would gravitate towards Point Pleasant or maybe like some kind of weird venue somewhere. <laughs> I wonder if there's, I haven't been to Point Pleasant, but I wonder if there's any, like any art galleries there. That would actually be kind of cool. Like that's, someone should get on the the Point Pleasant art yeah, gallery. Go for yeah. it, guys. Go they have a lot it. of cool shops and stuff. I don't know if there's a dedicated yeah. space. I know they have a pizza place where you can buy, uh, you can get a Mothman pizza. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> on the list too. That's pretty solid. Um, I'm curious when I, so I look at your designs uh, and they are all like, amazing but I, i'm curious like what are you using are you drawing these on paper first or using an ipad like what are your uh, tools usually to to get these going i mostly use an ipad nowadays okay. um sometimes i do some sketching on paper first but usually usually i'll do like sketching on my ipad and then you know finish that out and procreate um sometimes i use illustrator on my desktop oh nice I used to do a lot more of that and just like drawing with my mouse until like a year and a half ago. And I finally got an iPad. Yeah. I bet that was a huge game changer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Is it, so once you have that, that is it uh, hard to make? I'm always curious, like there's just something about like, I'm always curious how certain people like the, the behind the scenes, like how they make stuff, like not just the finished project product, but like what goes into it. So like, you have this file and then is it hard to make an enamel pin from it or like what goes into that process? Um, it's getting like easier all the time to do that okay. stuff, which is pretty cool because nice. in the past, you know, I mean, I guess you still mostly have to have vector files to do pins typically. Mm. Um, at least I think that's the preferred format of the folks I work with, but so illustrator was kind of like the only way to do that. Um, okay. But now there are a lot of more Adobe programs for iPad. With vector right, stuff. Right. So you can literally you know draw with your pencil and do vector stuff, which is actually pretty new, I think, like last oh, year. Oh, that's awesome. 
So that's that been a big cool. game changer for me. Um, yeah, so that's it's been pretty easy to get designs made into pens and then also shirts and stuff. Very cool. Have you found that one of your uh, designs has been uh, a lot more popular than the others over the years? Um, just like yeah. it's just like skyrocketed up. The Mothman Live Laugh Lurk design. Oh is yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not most popular, and that's definitely the one that like took off. Is that one also your uh, your favorite design, or do you have a different one that is your favorite? I still love that design, um, obviously, but I don't know. It's one of those things that me, I've like seen it so much that it's hard to think about it objectively mm. or see it that way. But um, I guess my favorite designs are usually like my most recent thing, just because that's what I was working on. Uh, so I like the, yeah. the recent Bigfoot sticker and or Sasquatch sticker and like Mothman pepperoni roll sticker I did. Um, I like oh, some man. of the sloth stuff that I did just because I love sloths, but have you ever um has there been a place where you've seen your work and it's just like it surprised you to see like um I, it's interesting like so you make shirts and you make pins have you ever seen it like pop up in weird places or yeah i mean pretty well i'm trying to think of the weirdest but people frequently like will be like hey i'm wearing your pin or will, like send me a picture of themselves wearing it or something and i i see my stickers on cars here and there um oh, that's awesome fun yeah that's always really fun but i guess i mean some of the coolest are just like international places that my pins have gone to that i may oh, cool. I'll probably never go to <laughs> yeah and yeah people have sent me like pictures of like their mothman pin and like greece or like italy or something like that oh that is so oh cool. my god there he is <laughs> that is so cool yeah i'm a big fan of uh your uh the snallygaster pin is really cool uh, thank you that's cool uh I, I'm working on getting a sweet coat to put them all on, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that pin alone is like, you got to get something cool to put it on. But um, what was it like working with a uh, uh, Blanco glass to design the Flatwoods monster uh, decanter? It was really awesome. Um, yeah. That's definitely one of my, I mean, favorite projects and especially collaborations that I've gotten to do and still super like grateful for them to, mm. for, to them for like reaching out and everything. Um, to work with me on it and even thinking of me for it but yeah it was super fun like getting to, to come up with a design and then go down there a couple of times and seeing it come to life is I mean pretty indescribable um, especially since I don't get to work with like 3D stuff very often and oh yeah that's true yeah that, yeah big object is, is super cool was that a thing where they uh, they approached you or you had kind of approached them or they approached me about it. Yeah. I think they're That's hoping awesome. to collab more with artists in state. So oh, cool. They, yeah. They got in touch with me right before all the COVID stuff started. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, in speaking. So one of the coolest things uh, that I've seen on your Instagram is that you've partnered with uh, Morgantown Brewing Company to have your artwork on their like beer cans. Right. Yeah. That is so cool. Thanks. Yeah, that's also been like a dream come true for me. I mean, mm. I love food and beverages and all that. And I like, you yeah. know, I've always wanted to design a beer can label. So to get to do so many for them and they mostly let me do what I want and do weird stuff. So it's been really awesome. 
Oh, really? They're like, just, uh, just do whatever you want. And we'll for the most part, yeah. Pants. Sometimes we're like, we had a crazy idea, but honestly, like more than half the time, I'm like, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun collabing with nice. them. Nice. That is so cool. Uh, can you, um, for the people that are not familiar with uh, cryptids in West Virginia, um, and this is, this is asking a lot, but like, can you give a rundown of like what your favorite cryptids of the state are? Yeah. I mean, I love them all. And they're all very special, <laughs> but <laughs> Mothman's probably my favorite. I like Flatwoods monster a lot. Um, I think I feel like Flatwoods monster is really, really unique as far as cryptids go. Cause it's, I mean, I guess more of an alien almost, but that's true. Kind of like it had some like machine parts that seemed like from the description sometimes. So like, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on there. Um, I like sheep squatch a lot, mostly because he's been seen in like Boone County, where my family's from in Southern West Virginia. Oh, cool. So he's cool. And I'm glad he's kind of been getting more notoriety in the past few years. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the, your version of sheep squatch is very fluffy. And it's funny. I laugh yeah. every time I see it. it's like, you just want to like, just like ah, fluffy <laughs> give him a nugget or something yeah oh it's so it's funny um big uh bigfoot anonymous sends in a question and he's like what is your favorite west virginia cryptid so he's kind of he's kind of making you choose uh if you can i know it's hard to choose one of your you know yeah choose just one but i guess i'd have to go with mothman okay yeah yeah probably not yeah. too surprising that makes sense once you see the abs, it's like, it's <laughs> right. You yeah. can't go back. That's right. <laughs> There's a shirt there somewhere. Um, <laughs> when you created, so your version of Mothman is very unique. Um, did you use anything for inspiration or like, uh, or was that just like something where you're like, cause he kind of has like a, like a, it's, it's weird the way he like, you can almost see him moving around like a person it's just if it's a very fun in, in interpretation of it thanks um i guess my main initial thoughts when i was like sketching mothman and stuff for the first time was i did specifically i didn't want him to look too like masculine and i mean very muscular like the statue so that's a lot true of the representations are super like menacing and scary and or like, mm-hmm. overly like hyper masculine um and I mean, I like funny, silly stuff. So I did want him to have that kind of edge, but also like you said, kind of be like an everyday person. Um, so like some people have described him as like a slice of life anime Mothman. And I think that's my favorite yeah. description. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, oh man, what's the name of uh, the show? Um, it's like you could you could uh, imagine a bar scene in BoJack Horseman, <laughs> and he's just like hanging out at the bar, and like yeah, <laughs> you know, they just come in and start hanging out with him. Like that would be pretty solid, I think. That would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, as as you seem to do these days, I've done a deep dive on Instagram because that's where you find a lot of cool stuff. Rut row, um, <laughs> explain to me in. I have my own thoughts on this, but explain to me what it makes cassette tapes so cool. Uh, that's a unexpected, but good question. Yeah, so I, thanks. I don't know if it was apparent from the post that I do, but um, 
occasionally about tapes, but I run a cassette label with my partner. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh, wow. Um, occasionally we've done some vinyl stuff too. And then of course we have, you know, digital stuff on Bandcamp, but mostly tapes. And we've been doing that since 2010. Um, I don't know. I guess we just thought it was, it's a really accessible format um, mm-hmm. for both the artists and audiences who like want some memorabilia or something from a show and it's just really fun you know it's not you don't have to commit a bunch of money and space to it like you would vinyl and that's a great that's a great point yeah Yeah, a nice warm sound more than cds so yeah i mean in high school it's like you well i don't know if if listener like a certain generational listener will get this where your first car had the tape player in it yeah. <laughs> Maybe not everyone listening to this will get that, but I uh, remember driving around. There's something like you just like putting a cassette tape and it's cool. And you For like, sure, I, yeah. I remember I had uh Karate Kid soundtrack that was rocking, and I had uh the uh, one of the Wang Chung albums. And nice. dude, no one looks at you bad <laughs> when you're jamming out to Wang Chung, unless you're yeah. just too busy jamming out to Wang Chung. But I think my, um, I think my first cassette. <laughs> was Macarena on tape. I think that was the first one I had. And I like played it until it literally like did the and like spooled out, <laughs> which my parents uh, were probably yes. like really happy. But I was like, yes. Totally. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, what's your like, what's your, so I know like vinyl people have their perfect setup for listening to vinyl. What's your, what's your perfect setup for uh, listening to cassette tapes? Uh, we have an old like Technics player right now. Um, oh, nice! And honestly, not the best stereo. We really need to to upgrade eventually. But okay, yeah, it's a two deck cassette player at least. It's like the one that uh, like John Cusack holds over his head type deal. And yeah, 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 totally. But yeah, my ideal nice. one would definitely be you know nicer stereo and uh, some cool vintage speakers and stuff. Rockin', rockin'. Um, you had a really interesting uh, photo. Explain to me, and I guess this is, I, I'm pretty sure this is a West Virginia thing. Uh, explain to me what the Green Bank Observatory is. It's a radio telescope. Okay. Um, that's really big. Okay. <laughs> it's the like the, it's the biggest one, right? It. I think so. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. That's where they do like the SETI stuff from. Oh snap! Really? Yeah. Oh man. So it's super cool. That's amazing. Um, and I can't remember what the term is for the area where I know. I think it's the same, but it used to be like there weren't like cell towers and like interference and stuff. I've um, seen. I've seen a show about. Yep. I can't remember the, what the yep, term yep. is, but yeah, it's a really really cool place. I think I've gone to go once. Twice, um, nice, nice. Visit it. Yeah, it's really cool. The next, um, I'll be honest. I've got some this interview. I got some weird questions, so you know, just like, just, just bear with me on, on these. It kind of get fun. So, explain to uh, to me. I've noticed that you've started playing Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, Recently, is that fun yeah. stuff or like, or what's the story there? 
It's pretty fun. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, like I'm not an Xbox player at all. I do okay. Switch games and like computer games mostly. And, you know, Animal Crossing is what I've been obsessed with. So I'm not really into like any shooting games for the most part. Um, but obviously the setting of Fallout 76 is something like I feel like I had to see as someone that's in West Virginia as a West Virginian. Totally. Not to mention all the cryptid stuff. Because when it came out was when I was had been maybe a year into doing my cryptid art. So it was just uh-huh. super surreal and weird. And they were at Mothman Festival. Bethesda had some people there like giving oh, out that's merch crazy. and stuff. And wow. there were you know, tons of cosplayers and stuff. Um, but anyway, long story short, I waited a bit to play it because I did hear about how buggy it was. And people mm. were super happy that just like the, I mean, mostly glitches and stuff, I think, and some of the formatting stuff in the game, but they've updated it a lot since then so nice yeah yeah my partner and i started playing um i guess about a, a week or two ago and it has been really cool like seeing some of the stuff in the game um yeah i probably wasted too much time on it already but uh, it yeah. <laughs> if you're still if you're still getting the designs done and stuff then it's like it's yeah. okay to have a little bit of fun right like i don't think right. I, I get that too it's like you it, you i, I feel like there's and I know I'm this way where it's like, I feel guilty if I do something that is fun and that there's no, nothing productive coming out right, of it. Yeah, so it's like, exactly. it's like, you just have to give yourself the, okay, like just watch DuckTales for a few minutes. It's fine. <laughs> there's not, you're not going to make any money or anything, but just watch some DuckTales. It's a good time. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. That it's funny deep. you mentioned that because that song is always in my head for some reason. Okay, okay, but which one is the question? Oh god, I don't because don't they're they're different though, you know. Are you talking about old ducktails or new ducktails? Oh old. Oh, good work. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh the new one is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I haven't I haven't seen it. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't ever. <laughs> I mean, it, it's well, it depends. Like if you like uh um, a lot of SNL actors are in it, so that's kind of cool. Okay. But then it's also like if you if you grew up on old school Ducktales and like reading the comic books and stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I'm like that way most of the time, like new cartoon reboots and stuff. So totally. Um, they're making a live action reboot of Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and I'm a very very extremely worried about it yeah (laughs) don't kill my childhood guys come on (laughs) (laughs) um oh i'm also curious uh because this seems to be a cultural phenomenon that maybe i just don't get what makes possums so incredibly cool like it seems like possums have come into the limelight and they're like to kind of popping up everywhere is it like what is it that makes these guys just uh the cool Um. I agree. They have kind of gotten like more popular, which I think is is good. I think partially it was because they're sort of like a misunderstood creature. A lot of people Mm. think that they carry disease and that they're like rabid most of the time and stuff like that, um, Mm. which is true. And they actually eat a lot of insects and ticks and stuff that do carry disease. And, uh, you know, they're, I think they're super cute, but yeah, I think, I think so that's kind of part of like they're being an underdog and kind of like an icon of Appalachia along with the other trash animals like raccoons and whatnot. i'm loving that i'm loving that I, like that's that's a good answer 
if uh, if someone was, let's say, visiting West Virginia, they'd never been before. What's gonna be like? What's the top things they would hit? No, they would want to hit in a weekend. Just general, generally in West Virginia. Yeah, well, let's say they kind of like cryptids. We'll, we'll go with okay. the audience of the podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess Point Pleasant is kind of an obvious one, but I feel like that's, sure. that's a big one. Um, you know, there's tons of Mothman stuff there. The museum and everything is super cool. And the Flatwoods Museum, Flatwoods Monster Museum in Sutton yep. is also super cool. Um, so those are definitely two highlights. Um, I guess, I mean, there's the the spot where the Grafton monster was seen, which I haven't actually mm. been to like the spot. Like, I, I think there are people that could show you, um, you could kind of snoop around there. I don't know if they're doing more stuff for him. There was like a sign and stuff, up, but hopefully there'll be a museum or something. Interesting. Yeah, no, that would be cool. We actually, a group of us had a, a, a discussion about that. Like that's a cryptid where it doesn't seem like it has enough love yet. Yeah, it seems yeah. like I don't it's know going if it's just because he was seen once, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited for uh, the West Virginia Bigfoot Museum to come into play, yeah. and uh, right now it's close to it's in Flatwoods, I believe, in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. That, that should too. be pretty cool. I'm into Bigfoot, hence the name of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. Um, I've started with the podcast. I've started a thing where I'm going to ask the same set of questions and see how the answers are. And I think it'll be kind of a fun thing for the listeners. So um, I started this with Dr. Jeff Meldrum a few nights ago. And then, so you're the second one. I'm kind of like fine tuning the questions and actually they kind of, they kind of changed a little bit, but um, so here we go. Um, is there anything I should ask you that I don't know enough about you to ask? Hmm. Um, I, I'm a musician or I, I used to play more music, oh, okay. than I do now, but that was a oh, nice. was big part of my life. I mean, along with the tape label. Okay. So when you, when you were saying that you had the tape label, you're actually putting your own music on the tapes. I did. Well, actually, I think my band was only on one of the tapes that we put okay. out. Um, so not, yeah, not too much of that. We mostly put out stuff from other people like all over. But I played mostly awesome. like locally in shows. And yeah, we had. A okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what's uh, if people want to listen to your uh, your work, what's the name of the, the band again? The Fur with two R's, F-U-R-R. Nice. We have, a, we have a band camp. So uh, band camp, I'll, I'll find the link for that and I can, uh, okay. I'll put it in the show notes, but so primarily on band camp then. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what are you most excited about as a, uh, as a person right now? <laughs> just, just anything. Um, yeah. I it's mean, very open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, hopefully doing events again, some events again yeah. this year um, mm. and next year because I really miss conventions and stuff. I agree. Yeah. I mean, well, so when I started this, it's like I was just getting, well, really the only convention I've been able to go to is the Van Meter Visitor Festival. 
there you go, listeners. There's the one time I talk about it all the time. But um, <laughs> eventually, I want to go to the Mothman Festival, uh, Cryptid Con. Are there any others that you recommend that are pretty solid to hit? Uh, I mean, there's some smaller ones in West Virginia, like Comic Con okay. stuff that I've done. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a West Virginia like paranormal expo that a guy here started. That's that was super cool. Oh, nice. Um, uh, a weird West Virginia one. Mostly stuff in states. What I've gotten to do. Okay. So far, Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Excited for CryptidCon. I didn't get to to go yet. Yeah, from what I heard, uh, CryptidCon gets pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty good time. They have a pretty uh, big stuff. Big. Well, it's like. I don't know if it's like a what you was it's like a fake ta- taxidermy bigfoot but it's pretty, i think i it's saw it in a, looking. yeah i think i've seen it in like people posing with it in pictures it looks huge i mean it's it's not like big fur or like you know or uh or murphy from the nabc but it's still pretty solid so yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> what are um i don't know i don't know if you're into um into this but we'll we'll try it what are the top books that someone getting into cryptids uh should have on their bookshelf are there any that you recommend? Honestly, I need to read more myself, so I wish I could recommend more. I mean, Mothman. That's all right. Oh, yeah. Unexpected. That's yeah, <laughs> totally. By John Keel, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Nice. That's a good recommendation. Thanks. Um, the last set of questions is going to be: Imagine if we're in the July Fourth fireworks, and at the end, you'd be like, "You see them all, right?" <laughs> This is going to get wild. This is the first time I'm trying this. So get ready. So what are your reactions? Or I'll just do this. So following questions. What in your opinion is Bigfoot? What is Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, well, harder, I guess. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I mean, I have like varying thoughts on if all cryptids and kind of creatures like that are interdimensional beings that kind of pop in and out that we see sometimes and you know they go in between stuff that's kind of what i think the most and include bigfoot in that but bigfoot and sasquatch also seem the most likely that maybe they are an actual creature out there that's very elusive um, Mm. some kind of mammal that maybe some people that live in isolated places have actually seen but and the great thing about this is there's no wrong answers. So yeah. if Thank people God. get bent out of shape about it, you need to check yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is Mothman good or something else? I like to think he's good or neutral. Um, you know, okay. I kind of fall into the, the camp that he's usually trying to like warn people about stuff rather than doing any harm himself or trying to scare people. But, you know, I don't know if we know what he is, I guess, mm. or what his intentions are. All we know is he's ripped beyond belief. <laughs> whether, he's, whether he's using that for good or evil, that's that <laughs> will have to be seen in the future. Uh, what are these pale crawler humanoids that keep being seen? Have you seen these? They're like pale crawler humanoids. There's usually, I don't know if you go on TikTok. They, or it's like, they're really weird looking. Are they like Fresno night crawlers or different? No, they're way, okay. they're not night crawlers. They're like, um, have you seen the rake before? The cryptid, the rake. Well, this is fine. This will happen in these questions. Sometimes 
they'll be they'll, and it's fine. We can do it as a pass. You, if you don't know what these are, you probably shouldn't look them up because you'll get creeped oh, out. Sure, yeah. So, yeah. Although maybe you can make a cool like a design out of it. Make like a a nice pale crawler humanoid who knows you could you could pull it off uh what are your thoughts on window areas you say window areas window areas and so i can i can define what that is so it's like there's certain supposedly there's certain areas of the u.s where uh the veil is a little bit um Okay. not as heavy and you're going to see a lot of weird 14 things like bigfoot sightings uh ufos things like that do you have sure. you think that could be a thing any thoughts on that i mean it makes sense as far as west virginia like you said having a lot of cryptids and then mm. a mothman's been seen like specifically in chicago specifically around the airport there and stuff like that so that's true yeah yeah I've been, I've thought about that kind of stuff. it seems impossible awesome yeah, no, that's a good answer. Um, last is, uh, do you? What do you think your top? If you were at, to have to say top evidence for Bigfoot, what would you say? I mean, people that I know have even like they, you know, have found footprints Ooh. or things that they think are. Okay. So I guess I'm gonna have to go with that. Nice. Hey, that's. That's awesome. So my fear with this one is everyone's just going to say Patterson Gimlin film, but I love that. You're actually like, I know this person that they're not insane. They're highly respected and they saw a Bigfoot or they saw tracks and that's enough yeah. for me. I love that. That is really cool. Liz, thank you so much for hanging out and uh, oh, thank you so much for putting up me. with all these wild and crazy questions. Do you mind running through um what are the ways that uh, people can um, check out all your work and uh, pick up some awesome stuff and just kind of sure, yeah. plug all your stuff, you know? Um, so I'm on Instagram a lot, you know, at keep on underscore creeping on on there. And I also have an Etsy store. That's where most of my merch um, you can find was Pavlovic design on Etsy. And I also have a threadless store under Liz Pavlovic design. Or no, it's Keep on Keep on, sorry. And okay. uh, that has, you know, threadless, like, made-to-wear stuff. Um, so it has a few more shirt op options and stuff like that. But Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Someday, when I hit the lottery, you're going to see the order come in. <laughs> Iowa's, you're going to have to send everything to Iowa. Because yeah. <laughs> you make some rocking stuff like hats off to you. Uh, You're definitely you so one of the, the top in the uh the cryptozoology art niche. And of course there's others too, but like hats off to you. Um Liz has uh agreed to stay on a few extra minutes after the end of this interview. Uh chat a little bit longer uh for the Patreon Patreon side of the uh podcast. Uh if you want to hear the uh extra stories she has you can go to patreon.com forward slash bigfoot society uh five dollars a month and it supports the podcast helps us keep going and uh interviewing crazy people upcoming episodes uh will include lyle blackburn who i'll be talking to in an hour uh shannon legro and all sorts of crazy stuff so thanks again for the support guys and liz thanks again so much for coming on uh, have a great rest of your night Thanks, you too. Again, a big thanks to Liz Pavlovic from Keep On Creeping On for coming on the podcast, 
do me a favor, check out her Etsy in the show notes, pick up something awesome. Uh, she's got so many amazing things in there and let's, uh, let's support, uh, artists and, uh, yeah, she's got some cool stuff. Pick up a pepperoni rolls or snallygasters or whatever. But thanks again, Liz, for coming on. Thank the supporting members of the Bigfoot Society Patreon. Uh, we have Surfetes, uh, Josh Sewich from the Starfall Collective on Twitch, Greg Morrill from the Order 66 podcast, with Coco Van Boxtel from Strange Little Lands, Daniel Fuller with Caveman Resale on eBay, Connor Anderson. Kenzie from the Crypto Chats podcast. Lauren from Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. Sky Slacker. Again, a huge thank you to the early supporters of the Bigfoot Society Patreon in the $5 tier. That is now closed. Uh, you can still get in the extra content and support, but now uh, there is a $10 tier. And after that is full, I will go up to a $15 tier. So definitely you want to get in soon so you can get into that $10 tier. And thanks again to uh, the people's names I just mentioned, those Patreon members, for being early supporters of the Bigfoot Society podcast. And if you're not a Patreon member and you're just a listener, thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us. Uh, Go ahead and... Uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Leave a review on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and uh, your preferred podcast platform. And um, if you have any stories, you can give us an email at bigfootsociety@gmail.com. And again, check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com. You can always go to Instagram at Bigfoot Society, and we have a TikTok now. It gets pretty crazy there. Bigfoot, Bigfoot dot society at bigfoot.society one last thing guys we need to talk about the new clubhouse app Uh, it's currently in beta it is an audio only platform i am currently setting up uh the cryptozoology community on clubhouse so if you have clubhouse look up uh my name which is public and out there jeremiah byron and uh, it's username at Bigfoot Society and add me so that you can be in the Clubhouse Bigfoot Society room that'll be happening every week at uh, Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's a great time. We've got a lot of people already in there. Uh, you're going to get hooked, so check it out. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you. Again, big thanks. Oof. Mm. Okay.